Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What were some of the things you drew from coming from a line of educators? And can you elaborate what you mean when you say you come from educators and librarians? Well, I because one of the topics that would always come up was it's not about telling people to memorize something. It's about understanding why something happens and how it happens so that you understand uh, history and you understand uh, the foundation of things. So, um, so I would always ask why. And I, I think it came out of my frustration. I took a lot of classes from various people and they would never tell me why, they would just tell me to do something. And then when I said why, it, it, these things are very hard to verbalize. And it's, uh, so some people think acting is sort of like voodoo. You know, it's just like, it's gonna, it's like magic happens really? around it yeah. and it just happens. And that's really what happens in theater. So you go to a lot of rehearsals, you're with a lot of people, and then it kind of evolves into something in a magical way, working with, with people. But when you're doing voiceovers and you have to start with the magic right off the start, Right, right off the bat, it's about using the imagination that you got from books, using the um, and stories. And um, so, I mean, I, uh, we would always go to the library every summer and just read, 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 read. You know, so that was you were, um, you, were gra- you were grabbing content. You're, you're, you're- yeah, but I did. But uh, I mean, whether it was um, uh, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle and her magic. Or whether it was um, was uh, Danny Danny Dunn and the, and his magic machine uh, magic machine and he would go out, out into different different places that he would um, see things in the future. Um, it was so I thought well I'm pulling we have all this history inside us that we can pull from. That's really the only thing that makes us special. So there are other people that are going to have the same voice. There are other people that are going to have the, uh, sim- some similar qualities, but we're the only ones with, with our exact DNA of history, life experiences, and relationships. So that's really what it's all about. And how can I put that in my work? And how can I describe that to people? So as uh, when you're teaching someone and you realize they're not getting it, you go, I have to find different words to get it. Yes. So... <clears throat> Uh, so this is a, another little weird story, but um, so uh, so for like the first twenty years <laughs> of me teaching, because I've been teaching for forty years as well as acting, so the um, professionally I should say, um, so so during that time I thought uh, I, I I fed people with a lot of in, intellectual information, but I realized they got stuck in the head just the same as same way that I got stuck in the head. So, so then I said, well, I have to really put it in the body. What is it that the body does? So that's what I have in, you know, in my books, you know, it's, you know, it's about how do you physically make a specific movement to get a sound? How do you, uh, and I, I have the whole um, real talking tips um, podcast that I have that goes through and breaks down all these different ways of using the body, but, it's, it's trying to connect with the thing that we do naturally that we didn't ever pay attention to before. 
It was just there. So you, begin, you even you begin to, I mean, the, the, I think what fascinated me and what made me even pick up the book, the first one that I came across was because I saw how you codified, you put language to, to processes, you know, and that is, that to me is, that's just a higher um, or a more, more in-depth understanding of what a good educator is. It's someone who says, all right, you may have heard this, this, and this, but now let's put some terms around it. Let's give you up so that you can have process because otherwise it is just very cerebral. So um, break down even what got you into, because you talked about going and you saw the office space. And of course you were being asked to do this work. Now, what made you say, okay, I want to scale this and do this on a bigger, because you started renting halls and doing lectures and all that. But what made you say, I, I want to scale out. I want to impact more, more than just one-to-one. Well, it just was organic. It wasn't anything I planned. So uh, it was an opportunity arose and I stepped through it, another opportunity and another opportunity. But this is where when you have, sometimes we don't even know what our vision is when we're in it. You know, as a, uh, that's we talked about being a pioneer. I didn't have a plan. You know, I just did what was missing for me in developing the process. So I just said, these are the struggles that I have. Here's how I dealt with it. Here are some other people I need some. I can't always, they're not always understanding my language. Let me bring in some other teachers to support that. Uh, it was really funny when I wrote the first version of There's Money Where Your Mouth Is in the early 90s. <clears throat> I wrote it so people would leave me alone. Wow. I mean, I had no. You've answer, answering the same questions over and over again. You were saying, look, go to here. Just do this. It's right. Do here. that. I'm an actor. I'm going to go back to acting. But I didn't realize that then it would double and quadruple the amount of people who wanted to study with me. Wow. I was like, that, that would just, you know, I think part of being an entrepreneur is having certain brain cells missing. <laughs> that you don't know what you don't know. So you just go right into it. My and then you goodness. go, okay, that's it. So that's anyway. So, uh, so then it's like, okay, well now here's this other thing. And that, then I, it was more about if um, I wish this stuff was there for me, that that's was really empathy. the foundation that, of it. That's empathy. So the process that you used was, was empathy because you could feel what they were going through and you're saying, Hey, what would I have needed back then? What did I need back then? And then it seems like you begin to intuitively build. Can you talk about voice as an instrument? Can you, cause you really mm. go into that in both of your works. Um, and I saw some of your, um, I've seen, you know, clips of you speaking in different places talking about, can you break that down about voice as an instrument? Well, um, well, part of it is I, I was, I played trumpet and piano for most of Shout out to the trumpeters. My... I played trumpet for a day. Yay. So, Yay. so uh, trumpet, you have to have a lot of breast support, Absolutely. you know, and, and, uh, you know, and also you have to work on your, on your musicality of it. And then the piano, you know, there's a lot of movement. So what people would always say, you know, your voice is your instrument or your body is the instrument for performance, but I didn't know how to play the instrument. So I think that we're more like a clarinet that has so many different, <laughs> different, um, uh, I want to say valves because I'm a trumpet player, but um, you know, the notes that you can, you can play with. But I realized that when people would say, well, just move or gesture, it was too general. Yes. So it needed to, so what I do is that I break it down and then I just go, well, what emotions do I have when I shrug my shoulder? 
What do I do? What does that bring up for me? And then I write about it and I tell about it. You know, it's the same thing with, uh, uh, I have uh, doing my, either my Activate Your Voice app and the, how I wrote about it in the two books. I just, especially the first one, I would just would go, you know, where is that sound coming from? And how can I make it more? So I wasn't reading anything. I was developing it on my own yes. based on what I thought. And I wasn't using the, the fancy terms because I wouldn't remember the fancy terms anyway. I would have it there for a moment. And this is where my kids would say, um, I almost know something. So I would have that fancy term of where terminology of where something is for about a day, maybe half a day, maybe five minutes, you know, and then it goes away. But I know the foundation. I know the location. So of, of something. And, and so then I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to describe it that way. So, um, it, and it's amazing how people fight it. So, because it, the logical side of the brain is just going, look, I got it under control. But you're like, but you're not connected with your emotions or your, or, and, 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 um, and attitudes. So, uh, so if I go logically, I'm going to raise my shoulder. I'm going to logically raise my shoulder. But if I just, if I get the brain out of the way and I raise my shoulder, all of a sudden the voice does something different. If I nod my head, if I think I'm going to nod my head, it's one thing, or if I just nod my head, you know, those are the things that we do every day. So it's just making us consciously aware of our, of our subconscious behavior. So that once you bring it to the forefront, you can use it because it's a tool and that's how you play your instrument, the body. I love it. Your voice is your instrument. What can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, because we, we don't want to give it all away, but can you talk <laughs> about making it mind, mind, okay. make it mind and what that means to not unpack that for me? Well, um, I mean, there are so many different ways to uh, different acting styles. But I realized that uh, the styles that I learned for theater weren't fast enough for me in voiceover. And that telling someone just to think of someone and then, or say a line ahead of it, you know, ahead of someone to say, you know, Andre, I want to tell you something. I would never do it like that anyway. That's too formal. Yes. You would say something to me, go, yeah, right. You know, I would have a response. Acting is reacting. So how, how do you put it in your body so you react? And so that's the, the M of uh, motivation is the moment before, but it's more about a reaction to something. And the I is about intentions. And those are the specific movements. And also, this is where I realized. So uh, I wished that in, I think it's around fourth or fifth grade, maybe six, but they, we start breaking down the structure. Remember having to, well, I don't think they do it in schools these days, but we have to diagram sentences. Yes. So you had your noun, your verb, your subject of your noun, you had adverbial phrases and you had other, you had all these other things, but I just, what I remember once again, I almost know something that when it's the important stuff, it stayed on the line when it was throwaways, you know, not important. It had an arrow, uh, had a, uh, a line that went down to the side. And when it had a little tiny bit of additional information, it had like a leaf on it. So it had like, here's the main information. Here's a, here's an aside with a little tiny button with it. So, so now um, I took enough English classes to almost know something, but I don't. Uh, so I, I, this is really what the intentions are about. It's about following that phrase, but maybe the phrase is there, but it has a button. So I just move my hand like that to give it that little, that little bit or jazz hands, or <clears throat> this is where I'm in the middle of the uh, 
well, I have the word emphasis chart that I have in the um, adding melody to your voice app. And it's also in both of the books. And I'm in the process of, uh, of it right now in uh, um, Real Talking Tips podcast, but I'm taking each of the, the things, each of the uh, word emphasis and showing how you can use it in different parts of your body. So that we do every day. So that when you have, let's, whether you're giving a speech, whether you have a business call, whether you're on the phone, whatever, uh, whether you're recording a voiceover, whether you're doing a podcast, then you go, well, I'm here with this person. I'm, this is what's happening. And that's what we're going to do today. So there are all these different little you know, changes that we can do uh, because we're creatures of habit and like to keep repeating the things that we do over and over and over again. So it keeps standing. Da, 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 da. So, so, how anyways, did you even, yeah. so how did you even know to, I mean, like what made you uh, make some apps, develop some apps? Cause I mean, clearly uh, you, you know, I, I, and I mean, I think you told me, which is interesting that you, without de- delving too much into that, you're, I think you said something about your spouse is into inventing too. So I think it's funny how you're both <laughs> inventing in different verticals. That's kind of cool. But can you talk about like what, what got you, what led you to, how was it intuitive to next thing was to make some apps? Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.